As always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it, and it will help others like you to optimally discover this podcast wherever you listen to this and your other favorite podcast. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I would love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or coaching client seeking your second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your respective organizational and learning environments. Please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Happy New Year! Welcome to another long-awaited edition of Second Chance Coaching. I'd like to welcome all first-time listeners to the Second Chance family, and of course, all of our returning listeners. Thank you, as always, for making Second Chance Coaching part of your podcast listening habits. During our in-season six-month break, we certainly got a lot of new listeners, and I'd like to take the time to welcome our new listeners from New South Wales and Australia, the country of Egypt, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Germany, India, and of course the Netherlands. Thank you. And we hope you continue to come back and continue to be a part of our Second Chance Coaching family. At the beginning of the podcast, I exclaimed Happy New Year to all of you, even though right now we are officially halfway through the new year. But this is, of course, the first time I've had an opportunity to speak to you in this new year of 2022. Today, our topic is we're going to talk about transitions and movement. This is something I've definitely experienced firsthand in the first half of this year, and it's something that we all experience in life, and certainly for those of us returning home along the reentry journey. The first transition and movement I have to say that I went through was the sale that of me and my sister's mother's home, our mother's home, and then on my own, completing my move into my condominium apartment. I'm still in Hollywood, Florida, and as I'm talking to you, I'm recording my very first episode from this new condominium, so it's great. And But during the past holiday season, the Christmas season, I was doing a lot of moving. I was training for a new part-time job. I was transitioning, leaving another part-time job. Needless to say, during that time between the moving and the training at one and closing out business at another, there was a lot going on. And even today, right now, I still have boxes that need to be unpacked, things that need to be organized, installed, hung up, deciding what I'm going to do with these with these things. A lot of stuff going on. And outside of the part-time jobs of one coming up and one exiting during that time period, I also undertook a new adjunct teaching position at another college. I was excited that I started teaching speech communications. I taught two sections. I taught in the spring term, I taught one during a set day, set day and time, but it was due via Zoom, and I taught another fully online. There were tons, like I said, tons of movements going on here. So so in this particular situation, being at a new college I was teaching at, just in that particular place, I was there in a new place, a new space, 
And the navigation, of course, when you're in a new place, it's challenging. And certainly learning the culture of a new organization had its difficulties, but I was able to get through it. But here's what I've discovered. Good, bad, or indifferent, students are students. The learning experience is the learning experience. It's always very rewarding. The challenges go through, you go through it, but the, at the end of the day, the reward is the reward is key. But despite that's navigating a new space and, and in, in those type of situations, seeking support is scary. But in, even in that new space, and even going through those transitions and movements, you can make it happen by asking questions, asking a lot of questions. I felt like that was important for me, asking questions, researching, researching answers, and in an organizational standpoint, really showing enthusiasm to serve. There was, and even though there was challenging points in that regard, there were some good points to the transition as well. Even though I'm still in Hollywood, Florida, I'm about 15 minutes east from where I used to live, I discovered some great neighborhood spots that were new. At least they were new to me in this part of Hollywood, Florida. I found and kept discovering new routes to old places with my condo now being the central hub of my living. It was like moving and touring someplace brand new. Now, the down part to transitioning and all that movement has been a cut and almost, I would say, an elimination of me going to the beach, which needs to be corrected, by the way. I definitely need to make sure I go get my beach time back in. And the ability to have a consistent daily workout schedule, which definitely has to be corrected and will be corrected. But in the midst of all of this, one of the definite highlights during this time period was I hosted my first house guest. My first house guest was my son's godfather. He came into town for a few days and asked if he could crash on my couch, which I had no problem at all opening my home to him. But I had the funny feeling that he didn't really need to crash on my couch. I, I just believe he just wanted to check in on his brother. But I'm truly touched by that, especially since this couch in this new condo is not exactly that comfortable. So I guess he was making a sacrifice and taking one for the team. But we, but during that time that he was here, we had a good chance to catch up and eat and talk and laugh. And then him and his wife surprised me, not only him being my first house guest, but he surprised me with my first housewarming gift. He surprised me with a, with a deluxe air fryer as a housewarming gift. And I've already made good use of it already as well. I haven't taken pictures of the food yet, but I've made good use of it. But you know what? That's friendship. That's brotherhood, that's love, and I appreciate that now and always. And definitely, brother, if you don't know that I appreciate it, definitely know I do appreciate it. Always, always will appreciate it. During this transition and movement as well, my niece had also surprised me. My beautiful, wonderful niece, she surprised me that she is pregnant. She's pregnant. I'm excited. I'm going to be a granduncle or great-uncle. You know, I, I, granduncle, I don't know what you say. Granduncle, granduncle. I'll call it granduncle. I think granduncle sounds a little older, so I'll go with that. And although, although I am concerned that she's young, because she's the same age I was when, when, when my daughter was born, but my sister and I will have her back. And, and the, the love and the support and the rock that my sister and my mom was for me, we will definitely be that for her. And I'm just excited that there's an expansion of my nuclear family. And I welcome, I welcome them with enthusiasm and love. Uh, I'll tell you, but our, our mom would have felt the same way. She would have felt concerned 
felt the same way, but she would have been definitely caught up in the excitement and love of the occasion. And during this time of transitions and movement, I definitely had to reassure family and friends, my godmother, cousins, and things of that nature, that I was doing well, even though it seemed like I was chasing my shadow, and sometimes it still feels like I'm chasing my shadow. But that's okay. But there, but there must be something in the water, because a few weeks after my niece shared her news about her being pregnant, my beautiful, wonderful daughter called me as well and told me she's also pregnant. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm not only going to be a granduncle, I'm also going to be a grandfather. Ooh, Ooh that's a lot. <laughs> During these periods of transitions and movement, in addition, you notice I said them when I was talking about my niece, is because my niece told me she's having twins. <laughs> wow, twins. She's having wonder twins. During her gender reveal, um, a couple, a couple of weeks before gender reveal, she told me she was having twins. She told me and her mom she was having twins. And in the gender reveal, it indicated, um, she indicated, or the gender reveal indicated, that she'll have a boy and a girl. So <laughs> so she, she, she's knocking them out both in one, in one swoop. My niece has decided to name this boy and this girl. The boy is going to be called Lexon, L-E-X-O-N, and the girl will be called Akila. A-K-I-L-A. As a granduncle, I've already nicknamed Akila, and I will call her Kiki as a nickname for short. I haven't thought of a nickname for Lexan as of yet. I thought about Lex, but I wasn't sure as of yet. But I'll certainly come up with something. Certainly, if you have any suggestions, let me know. My daughter had her gender reveal a couple of weeks after that, less than a month. These kids are less, these three kids are coming less than a month from each other. You know, one's coming in the Wonder Twins are coming in September, um, and, and my daughter's child is coming in, in October. And then my daughter recently, earlier this month, had her gender reveal. And the first thing she wanted to make sure she let me know is that she is not having twins. So I said, okay, thank God for that. But babies are indeed a blessing, no matter what. So if she would have had twins, that would have been cool. That would have been a lot of babies. <laughs> my daughter's gender reveal showed that she will be having a girl. That is awesome. My baby girl is having a baby girl, and she's naming her Janelle. I haven't nicknamed Janelle as of yet, but I already know that I will have her calling call call me Pepper, which is loosely translated from Haitian Creole meaning pop pop. I'm so excited to receive with such enthusiasm and love these new family blessings. I certainly pray to God to give me the wisdom, strength, faith, and love to pass along to all these new bundles of joy. Of course, I wish my parents were here to see their great-grandchildren. I wish my son would be here to see his niece and little cousins. But as my cousin Dominique told me when my mother transitioned, she gave you everything that you need. And now my job is to give Janelle, Lexan, and Akila everything that they need. The last major transition that's been going on in this last few months is my full-time employment capacity. Currently, as you know, I oversee student services for our bachelor's program in business, but starting this coming August 2022, I will transition to a full-time professorship on a continuing contract track, which otherwise known as a tenure track, in which I'll be a professor teaching speech communications, primarily 
and still teaching some business courses. So I'll be transitioning to full-time faculty, and I'm so excited about that. Being full-time faculty will allow me more flexibility to do other purpose-driven projects, such as this podcast, reentry work, research, other part-time and consulting opportunities, and certainly, mo mostly, more flexibility to spend time with family, friends, and loved ones, which, as we just announced, is expanding. This is great. But even in the most positive of dynamics, and certainly in the most negative of dynamics and all points in between, transitions and movements can be difficult, can be overwhelming, can be exciting, can be scary, and then they could be just seem never-ending. But just like a storm, a hurricane, or a tough season, it doesn't last forever. In the interim, we do have some ways as to how one could cope with transitions. So I wanted to share with you things that I found things that I found and researched. And we have eight ways, eight ways we want to share with you on how to cope with transition. Um, some are pretty obvious, most of them are, and others require some thought and some effort. But at the end of the day, I think that you'll find them to be helpful. I found them to be helpful for me during this time period. Number one, accept that change is a normal part of life. Now this may seem obvious. But change is a normal part of life. There's always evolution, change, improvement, and just change, period. As I've gotten older and hopefully more mature, I'm less resistant to change, whether it's moving, new rules, a new supervisor, new coworkers, rising gas prices, etc. But I know change is a normal part of life, which could be exciting such as, like I've shared with you, if I haven't shared with you how excited I am as of yet, these new babies coming into the world. Number two, identify your values and life goals. Whatever you're doing through your resumptions or uh, of your routines or transitions and movement, you know my old-fashioned self will always say, always take your notebook. Write down the reminder or the reminders of what your values and life goals are. Why are you taking on a new job? Is this new venture important to you and why? How does making this decision align with your values and gets you closer to your goals? Think about that. Number three, learn to identify and express your feelings. The feeling could be as simple as, I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm hurt, I'm excited, I'm joyful, I'm full of energy, I'm strong. Expressing your feelings at that moment enable you to identify them and properly navigate through your season of movement. Number four, expect to feel uncomfortable. Not knowing where you'll end with all of this movement is not uncomfortable because you want to know everything will be all right. You want to know everything's going to be all right, but during this journey, you will be uncomfortable. However, no matter how it turns out, I guarantee you, everything will be all right. Not knowing is uncomfortable, but believe me, everything will be all right. Number five, this could seem obvious as well. Take care of yourself. Whether it's going to the beach, which I need to start doing some more, and it's summertime, so everybody could be going to the beach right now, or working out, or simply getting rest. Exercising self-care is so very important. While doing the final preparations of this podcast, I received a phone call from an old college friend who's just checking up on me, and I was so appreciative of that, and it was so good to talk to them. And while talking to them, I was soon reminded as to how much was on their plate. 
Through our conversations, I reminded them to ensure they exercise self-care and release themselves of guilt day by day, one step at a time. So just like I was having that conversation with them, I remind you of that. And I always remind myself that no matter the storm, no matter what, the movements, the change, no matter what, first and foremost, take care of yourself. Number six, build a support system. Have a support system built or get in the process of building one that is supportive of you and looking out for your best interest. This system could be your family, could be loved ones, friends, or even mentors, teachers, or even peers and colleagues. That support system that you build should be built on the, your trust of these individuals. And always be mindful that they are there to be supportive of you, looking out for your best interests and even keeping you accountable. Number seven, don't hurry. Don't hurry, focus on your rewards. When going through your transitions and movement, don't try to hurry yourself out of the lessons learned. Take the time to really absorb those lessons. And then when you're learning those lessons, you focus on the rewards that you're gonna get out of it, how much better you'll be on the other end of it. You are getting tangible and intangible rewards just through the journey, just through the process of going through this journey. And number eight, acknowledge what's being left behind. When we're going through redemption, resumptions of our routines and transitions and movements into new routines, there's going to be change. There's going to be change, and we won't be the same after we've gone through them. And we sometimes acknowledge or we think about what, what's been left behind. We could be leaving behind bad habits. We could be leaving behind toxic folks. And we could also be leaving behind memories, old routines, and what's in front of us are new beginnings, new adventures, and our new selves who've now been battle-tested and even more ready to optimize today, tomorrow, your re-entry journey, and the rest of your life. To my circle of family, friends, and loved ones, thank you so much. I want to take the time to say thank you, thank you, thank you for riding it out with me through my transitional and movement period. We will be in touch sooner than later, so definitely we'll catch up. To my Second Chance family, we have two to three episodes left in season three. And I thank you as well for riding through this season with me of transitions and movements as well. You know I love you guys, and I thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you again for joining us here at Second Chance Coaching. In addition to coaching services for individuals and businesses, I'm also available for speaking engagements and workshops on criminal justice reentry, human resources, as well as organizational culture and leadership. Feel free to email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com, as well as connect with me on Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, every day you are given this opportunity for your second chance, and I know you'll make the best of it. I love you all, and I look forward to connecting with you next time here at Second Chance Coaching.